and we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Jesse Thomas, and uh, we are answering questions. We will be answering questions shortly uh, from our listeners who have uh, sent us those questions. And if you have a question you would like to have us answer on the air, you can call us at 1-855-429-9166. That's our question hotline wherein you can leave a message, including your question. We'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it. However, if you'd prefer to talk to a human being, you can do that as well. 770-429-9166 is the number you can get us there. Uh, you can also email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, you can also visit our website and potentially answer your own questions, Hensler.com. You type in H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R financial, and uh, you will find us uh, not only our website, but various other locations, uh, social media, and, and whatnot. So, well, Jennifer, let's uh, move on. We got uh, a situation we wanted to flesh out this week about uh, uh, RMDs, or required minimum distributions, uh, and more specifically, that first RMD and uh, with Jesse on the air, uh, yes. it's probably a, a good thing to go ahead and cover this. This is a, a situation about Edward and Lydia both reached uh, 70 and a half this year, which is the first year for required minimum distributions. Jesse, I'm going to leave it with you. You take it from there and let us know what we got going on. Yes. Yeah, so in the first year that you turn 70 and a half, you can either push your distribution into the following year by April or take it in the current year, okay. um, which gives you a little flexibility with if it's going to be significant and increase your tax where you want to take it. However, pushing it into the next year is going to make your tax situation worse than where you're going to have to essentially double up. Yeah, and doubling up just means that your income is counted mm-hmm. as twice the amount of the, the required minimum distribution. Well, you have to take, you take your first one and your the second. one for the next right. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, mm-hmm. basically a doubling of yes. more or less. Yes, and and with the 2018 changes, you know, it's a an interesting time to be talking about required minimum distributions with the new tax rates and trying to figure out who's going to be able to itemize and if you can't itemize, what can you do with your RMD to lower your adjusted gross income? Yeah, so I think one thing worth mentioning is when you're coming up on your first required minimum distribution, might be a good time to talk to your CPA or your professional advisor, financial advisor just to try and figure out whether you want to wait since in the first distribution you can take it in the second year by April or whether it makes sense to take it in the first year so that you don't have to double up. Yeah, and, you know, part of that is in the second year, if you take both in the second year, you're obviously going to have a higher tax event Mm -hmm. in that year. And, you know, it can affect other things like your Social Security um, you know, how much that is being taxed. It can also, you know, affect your Medicare. So there's different things that you, you want to make sure that you understand what the implications are for both um, ways to handle that. Generally, I would think that it would be best to take it in the first year and I'll, then the second year. I would year. say normally we recommend that you just go ahead and take it yeah. in the first year so that you right. don't have that issue. Yeah. But that's just kind of a generalization. Sure. It depends on like if you have some special circumstance maybe where you've sold a piece of property and you've got huge gains or there's something mm-hmm. else going on in there that we might want to look at. Sure. Um, another thing that I would say is that I wouldn't wait until you're 70 and a, you know when you're right at that first year. We do a lot of planning for clients. You know, we talk, we work closely with the tax department. 
um, and from our department, and we talk to them about ways to help save clients' taxes uh, from their required distributions, which start at 70 and a half. But we start looking at it, you know, earlier, maybe especially around like 65, because at 65 you get the Georgia exclusion mm-hmm. for Georgia tax. And you might begin, if, especially if a client has a large IRA, have them begin pulling a lot, you know, or pulling money out of their IRA so that, you know, any amount that wouldn't throw them into a higher tax bracket, they can look at doing a Roth conversion so that you're getting some money out of the IRA at lower tax brackets. And then it's essentially also lowering down how much you have in your IRA which will then lower down the amount of your required minimum distributions. So kind of planning for those things over several years will really help you get, um, you know, better tax benefits or or, um, I guess I should say less tax overall for your distributions. Who would have thunk it? Planning actually helps. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I mean, it really is a combination between your financial plan. You want to look at it, you know, from that aspect and then also, you know, from the tax side as well. So having somebody look at it from both perspectives is really uh, can be beneficial to you. Sure. Um, well, we have a question. Yes. That, uh, yes. that came up. Uh, we've got our good friend, Bill Murray, who's asking, uh, says that Money Talks has taught me uh, that the most effective way to make charitable contributions is through distributions from my RMDs from my IRA. I'm 67 years old, so I still have three to four years to grasp the mechanics of this subject. Uh, My concern is the following. When I reach my RMD age, I will have 15 charities that I wish to support. That's awesome. Uh, Will I have to make 15 different transactions? This seems cumbersome from the point of view of paperwork. Is there one account that I might fund and from it distribute donations to all 15 charities? Well, one of the benefits is to, you know, um, if you are charitably inclined, is to use your IRA distribution as a way to give to those charities because it can be used as part of your required minimum distribution and you don't have to pay tax on that. Right. So you get the benefit of, yes, I'm pulling the money out of my IRA, I'm meeting my required distribution, but I don't have it, you know, it lessens your tax burden on that. Right. Now, as far as having, if you have a lot of charities, there's not really um, a way for you to bunch them together so that you're, you know, there are donor advised funds, but those cannot be used for the charitable gifting from your IRA. You know, some people use that outside of an IRA if they have highly appreciated stock and want to do that. So there's really not a way to actually do that. So if you have 15 different charities, yes, you have to give to the specific charities, and yes, you have to fill out a form for each one. But one thing I've seen with clients is that if they have 15 charities that they're really into supporting, they'll maybe give to five this year and then a separate five next year, which does reduce your paperwork, you know, significantly. Um as you do have to fill it out every year. But I think this is especially important with the new tax law changes because while you do lose the charitable deduction on your itemized deductions for Schedule A when you give from your required minimum distribution, you are lowering your adjusted gross income, and especially for those families who are going to be pushed into the new higher standard deduction of 24000 for a family or twelve for married, filing separate, or single, it can give you the benefit without having to itemize if you're not going to be able to. 
All right, so uh, the, the question is, it's not really all that simple, but you do have to give it directly from the from the fund to the uh, charity. To right? a charity. No right. donor advised and no private foundations. Right. All right, and you can't just get it and give it to them. I mean, you can, but it doesn't give you the same benefit, right? Correct. Correct. Now, why don't we take a real quick break? And uh, when we come back, we'll talk at length, listening to Money Talk. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.